This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Alexander City, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. Look at 1 John. I thank God created paper, he made paper, and it's still paper. Didn't say when we get to heaven, God's going to pull up on his computer screen and punch in your number. He said, the books are going to be open, and they're going to turn to your page, and this will say, this is your life. Amen? I'm glad. Uh, It says all the good or the bad that we've done been written in there. Amen? But, you know, as a Christian... It's, it's just all good. First, God is concerned I can do no wrong. I, I, I can do wrong if I choose to, but as far as God's concerned, he, He's already he goes, I'm going to turn that out. That's going to turn out good. Yeah, that was a wrong choice or a bad decision, but I'm going to turn that out for your good. Because God's so committed to your success. Uh, you know, let's read this scripture. It says, look, this side of the Passion Bible, look with wonder at the depth of the Father's marvelous love that he has lavished on us. He has called us and made us his very own beloved children. The reason the world doesn't recognize who we are is that they didn't recognize him. Beloved We are God's children right now. However, it is not yet apparent what we will become, but we do know that when it is finally made visible, we will be just like him, for we will see him as he truly is. Now, there there are a couple of uh, things that are important for us out of this first scripture. He's talking about the Father. And he's talking about us as the father's children. And the love that he's talking about here, I believe, is the father's love. Uh, there's, you know, I, I see how, how many ways that God loves me uh, in and through this life. I, I see probably the greatest example that I see, you know, God's heart is through the, a mother's love uh, uh, in Pastor Sandy. And my own mother. Uh, you know, there ain't no love like a mama love. Are you listening? That's the truth. Uh, and, and we know and we can know God's love in that way. That's one of the manners in which God loves us. That's one of the deepest wells of love that you'll find in this life, a mother's love. However, you know, I can see that. I can experience that to a degree for myself, having a mother and, and you know, uh, and, and having uh, a wife who is the mother of my children. Let me tell you something, boys. It was important to me, even at 16 years old, picking out a 14-year-old girl, that she has a mother in the building. Cause, because I was looking for not just a wife, but someone that would mother my children. That was important to me. And uh, I saw that. I saw those qualities in her at 14 years old. Amen. And God give me a good girl. Amen. God will give you a good girl. And the girl that you got is good enough. Amen. You don't need another one. Or four or five or 15 or whatever. You just ain't that big of a man. Amen. 
Hallelujah. If either one of them caught wind of each other, they wouldn't have you in the middle, I'll tell you that. And let's move right along. I'm getting way down in the, oh, went off the road, down in the ditch, jumped in the weeds. I'm going to turn this thing, break down the fence the other way, and get back on the main road here. Amen. Uh, but I, I'll tell you, as a father, uh, you know, it's such a great grace to be a father, to have the privilege uh, the responsibility, the opportunity, and the rewards of fatherhood. Because to do that, uh, you know, we, the Bible says that we, we take, we learn to father by being fathered by God. You know, and uh, you may not, you know, your natural father was God's first choice for you. Honor that. Honor him by honoring that first choice in your life. Whether that person was was you know uh, you know good bad or in between, however, that's still you know uh, God's first choice for your life, and God uh, you know uh, knew what He was doing where that was concerned. He factored in all of the you know the frailties and the failings of our humanness and all of that, but still. You know, uh, your dad, with, together with your mom, got you here. You know, you're alive. What a privilege life is. How precious life is. Don't waste it on worrying and old sourpuss attitude and negativity. Don't enjoy, not enjoying any part of it. Man, enjoy the journey. Amen. Enjoy poopy diapers. They're all of it. Enjoy it all. Amen. Enjoy all of it, you know. When you're a grand, when you're a papa, you just go, I don't do those. <laughs> but just enjoy all of it, amen. Because I'm going to tell you what, you know, you got to make it last. Life goes by real fast. You know, you got today. Be happy today. Do we have any happy fathers in here today, amen? Just happy to be a father. You know, we learn to father by being fathered. And, you know, Jesus, no wonder Jesus said, he goes, pray this way, our father. Talk to your father about, you don't have to do fatherhood alone. You know, I was, you know, hey, you know, my dad wasn't perfect, but he loved me. And he did uh, set down a lot of wonderful, you know, uh, things to do and things not to do. Learned both ways where... Uh, you know, where that was uh, uh, concerned. But I'll tell you what, now you're not, we're not prepared. I remember them handing, you know, uh, Lissa back to us at the hospital, and I thought, what? And boy, my life is going to change here. Now, I can't just do like I've been doing. I'm going to have to get a steady job. I can't just work with horses in the woods and come home with an excuse it wasn't... uh, you know, it snowed, it rained, it was hard, you know, and I've only got $45 a show for it. It's like this little thing right here now, there was a responsibility that just this, just an overwhelming sense of responsibility. Uh, and I thank God for that. You know, it changed me. Fatherhood changed me. You know, 
It's one thing when they were when when you know she had them and was pickling them for nine months. Most of the thing, Sandy says, you know that's yours. I said, look here, now you had them for nine months. They've been pickled with your juices for nine months. You had them a long time before I had them, and any of that stuff there's just residue. Smell that? That's pickle juice. In our house, I don't know the name White Hill gets thrown around a lot. They go, that's the White Hill. Up north, they say it. They don't. The H is a D. That's a white oil. White oil. That's the white oil in them. Anything that is a little challenging or this or that is always from the white hill side. Hey, I'll take it. It's all right. I'm sure you have your own situation in that. Isn't that right? And God chose that for us. And it's a wonderful, it's a wonderful thing. You don't ever stop being a, a father. You know, I'm 60 years old, my children, my oldest one is in her 40s. You don't ever stop being a father. You don't have all the, you know, you can't sit them down and say, now do like I tell you or I'm going to spank you behind anymore. That's, that's not the influence that we have any longer. That's not the access that we have any longer they grow up and live their own lives but we still we still parent we still love and pray and believe God and we're committed to their success just you know as a father I I do know this uh, I, I don't just get to see like I get to see God's love expressed in through Sandy my mom all these different ways, relationships, even, you know, even a little dog will show you the love of God. Think about that. Just a little biological mass, you know, we've got this little, uh, uh, these little mini dachshunds and, and how they loved, how they love you. Wonderful. In, in their eyes, you could do no wrong. Everybody else might want to kill you, but they love you. They don't know nothing about all that. All, all they know is that they love you. Amen. Uh, but being a father, I have had the privilege of feeling the father's heart. How a father feels. How a father loves. Uh, that, that love is, is something that, that is not just natural. It's a supernatural thing. It's a spiritual thing that God puts within us. That uh, we may get mad or sad or you know and sometimes be glad over our children but here's the thing uh you know it doesn't matter it really doesn't matter they're yours i mean they'll always be yours no matter what they're always yours and you're always longing and committed to seeing them become successful you just want them to be happy to find their happy place to live in happiness you know god is happy God is a happy God. You wouldn't know it from most people that call him father or go to church, but honestly, he is happy. Most days, God's pretty happy. He's more happy than mad or sad. He's glad most of the time. I mean, you get in his presence. The Bible says there's fullness of joy. So if joy is full in his presence, happiness, you know, sad, happiness is there. Sad and mad ain't, don't have much room when it's just full of happy, of happy and joy and gladness. 
Oh, I'm living life with God. I hate my children. I, I, I hate my job. Those people irritate me, I tell you right now. And I, I don't go to church because I especially hate religious people. Really? Are you listening? Well, there's plenty in the world, you know, unhappiness and all that kind of stuff, discord and strife, but that's from the other one, devil. You don't want to be of him. Jesus told the group of people, he said, now you're of your father, the devil, and he said, here's how you know that. He said, if you were of my father, God, you wouldn't be calling me the devil. Are you listening? Amen. You'd like church. Because church is more than a building. It's the family of God. It's folks. Church is, is folks. It's the family. Church, you know, the church of the Lord Jesus Christ is the family of God. And he loves his family. Don't mess with his family. Are you listening? I mean, seriously. You know, I've tried criticizing Sandy to God. That didn't work out very well for me. You know that she might be your wife, but she's my daughter. Excuse me. Be careful what you say one way or the other, either good or bad about that girl. That's all right, isn't it? The Bible says that as we see him, uh, and, and who we talk about here, the father, the marvelous love, the extravagant love, the father's heart, the father's love, it says, as we see him, we will become like him. We will be the beloved, and we'll know how to love like him. Is it important, guys, and, and girls, I appreciate you being uh, uh, here today. Thank God every one of you also had a father, has a father. Amen. We need, we need fatherhood in the world today. We... we uh, we need more fatherhood in the world, not less. One of the greatest, greatest needs in the world is, uh, is for the father's love. We're, we've grown up in some fatherless generations, and we see the results of that. The devil fights that wholeness, that, uh, the way that God planned it. Amen. That there would... You know, I tell, uh, often I've observed this, you know, there, there's Kyle uh, was, uh, um, and because it's Father's Day, we're going to focus a little bit more on the male side. Um, you know, Kyle was his, he's the baby of the family, and, uh, you know, his mom was last last one, so the baby of the family. And there's something special about the baby of the family, always. Um, but I've noticed this in our life as well as other people's lives. You know, what, girls, you can, you can do pretty good with boys, but there comes a point in time when a man has to have a little more influence because only a man can make a man. Only a man can make a man, can, can help a boy become a man. I need a good amen from the men in here. <clears throat> I believe it's a great grace to be, uh, have the opportunity, the responsibility, the privilege, 
and enjoy the rewards of fatherhood. It takes the grace of God, great grace. But I also believe that it is the expression of, of one of the expressions of the greater love, the love of the Father, where we lay down our life for our children. You know, I, I remember, uh, um, you know, a lot of times uh, uh, in life, I, I've seen Sandy, you know, uh, the last piece of pie uh, wasn't her. She'd give it to her family. I've seen a lot of times when, you know, Sandy would give me back $2. I'd worked all week long, and $2 what was left for me, you know, extra, uh, because we had a family to take care of, you know. I, I never minded working 60 or 70 hours a week to take care of my family. I, I, I felt like, you know, this is what we do. This is who we are, so this is what we do. Amen. I, I, I felt like that that was important, that I would show uh, my love for my family, and I believe it's important to hug and tell people that you love them, kiss them while you can. You know, but I also believe that the greater measure for a man also is to show the love that you have for them by protecting them and providing for them. Amen. My dad taught me that. My dad wasn't much for hugging or, or uh, you know. Uh, my, I don't remember my dad telling me he loved me. Speaking it. He just always said, well, he ought to know that. I, I do all this for him. You know, that was just his way. But he did love me. I understood, uh, I understood that, you know. Uh, and that was a good and right side to, to see. I think that we need to not just tell our children that we love them and be warm and be filled, but we ought to show them that we love them and invest in them, you know. Both my children have cost me a lot of money. Both of them. I mean, you know, piano lessons. I don't know if either one of them plays the piano. But they tried it. Amen. This and that and the other, you know. Uh, but that's what you do. I mean, that's just what you do. Amen. Girls, if you're looking for a good man, find somebody that'll spend money on you. First of all, and you know he'll spend money on your children. Amen. Step up and do what needs what needs doing. Boy, this is real practical, isn't it? But you know, so much of this is missing today. It's missing. Amen. Men step back instead of stepping up to the plate. You know, stay with it. Stick with it. You know, I mean, you know, it's, it's not just a little one night stand. Boy, it's 18, 20, 40 years later. Standing. In the gap, doing what needs to be done. Standing there handing over your paycheck. <laughs> Don't be resentful for it. It's just gas money. It gets us where we're going. I'll, I'll tell you what, now I was lamenting some things, you know, mistakes I'd made financially, different stuff like that. And the Lord just told me, he says, son, he goes, son, it's just gas money. He got you where you are right now. Amen. And boy, where I'm at right now is living in the promises of God. Hallelujah. I'm not perfect. My children are not perfect. Our life isn't perfect. But boy, it's a whole lot better than it used to be. It's just we have, we have, 
we have climbed some mountains, rode through some valleys, and, and weathered some storms, and you know, but here we are. We still love each other. I said we still love each other. We could still talk on the phone and text. Something has happened to my daughter. She uh, texts me almost every day. Kyle said, I think something happened to her. She, she had a little accident up there. My mom said, I think she didn't hurt her knee. She hurt her head too. Something's happened to Leslie. She's, she's so sweet now, amen? Not that she wasn't sweet before, but I mean, you hear from her every day. It might go six months, which was okay. I'm that way, you know, hey. I know where you're at. I'll call you if I need you. It'll all be good, amen? But I really enjoy hearing from her uh, every day. Maybe it's because I'm getting older. Or maybe it's because she's getting older too, amen? You know, boys, let's be found faithful to the heavenly calling. Be counted worthy of such a vocation. I'll tell you, it's a master work of fathering. It's not just natural children, there's spiritual children as well to be fathered. There's a, such a world out there where people just need loving. People need caring for. You know, it should be the father that puts the arms around you and just say, now listen, I know it's tough, I know it's hard, but everything's going to be all right here. We're going to go through this together. We're going to get through this together. Amen. The Bible says God chose Abraham who, who couldn't have any children so on his own naturally. So uh, I think he was a little more responsive, a little more, it was a little more treasure to him uh, because it was something he couldn't do on his own and had to trust God to do it. Yet all those years he desired, they longed for that high place of privilege and honor of, of parenting, of having a child. The Bible says that God chose him because... He knew he would teach his children. We need to teach our children. We need to lead our children by word and example. We need to teach our children, lead our children by word and by example. You know, When they're little, there's one way. When they're grown, there's another way. But we still lead them. We give them someone to follow. We go out in front of them so that you know they don't have to do it on their own. We can, at the right time, if they ask us, we can say, "I know." You know, and a lot of times we say, "I don't know," but I'll tell you one thing: I do know. If you'll trust God, what I found is trust God. In the mystery, trust God. When you don't know, trust God. In the storm, trust God. When you can't see, trust. God. When it don't look like there's no way, He is the way. Trust God. Just stay with God. Stick with Him. Stay with Him. He'll bring you out. He'll bring you out to the other side. How many of you got some stuff you'd like to see the other side of? <clears throat> Lissa. Lissa came down and said, You know, Dad, how you talked about that they all got to pass over Jackass Hill? All the old people laugh. The young people go, what's he talking about? Don't worry. You'll understand at some point in time. She said, well, I've got one. She goes, I thought she was over it, but apparently she tripped. No. It's all right. You'll find a way. You'll get over it. You'll get past it. Might be in a rough patch. It'll pass. I'm trying to just speak some peace to people today. 
It might be a rough patch right now, but it won't last. Things will smooth out. Well, grow it. Just keep growing. Just keep going. Just keep trusting God. You can't really pull up to the spiritual McDonald's and get everything you want and have a Happy Meal and that's it. A toy and everything's all right. There's some stuff in life's a little bigger than the Happy Meal. Some things are a little more important to learn along the way to your happy place. Learn how to be happy and what really is the happy place in life. Amen? I'll tell you, to be alive, you ought to be happy about that. To have any kind of problems whatsoever. You know, got problems with your children? There are folks that wish their children were alive to have problems now with. Amen. They're, they're, you know, we're here. Let's live. Let's, inge- let, let's count it a joy and a privilege. When, even if you've got trouble, the Bible says count it all joy. Just be happy. Amen. Just be glad that God is good and, and you're going to win. In the end, you're going to win. If you don't give up, don't lose heart, don't faint. Before it's time, amen? Tell them and show them lives that are live well. Let me charge you, fellas, today. Live well. If you're going to live, don't just live and survive, thrive. Live well. Live like a man. A man that's after God's heart. A man that worships God. A man that, uh, that is on purpose for God and with God. A man that walks with God. Walks in the fear and respect and service of God. Serve God and serve others. Live in awe and in worship of a father God. Live loved by God and live loving that God who loves you. And live in the fullness of that so that everywhere you go is an overflow. Are you listening? I went, uh, we went uh, yesterday to uh, some errands and things and there was these folks out there. It's amazing what you know, will attract you. You know, there's some folks out there had a pickup truck and they had their tailgate down and they had a couple of old antique jugs, you know. You you know, the little brown jugs and the crocs and stuff. You remember that old song? Young people don't remember it. Little brown jug, how I love thee. Anyway, that's another story. But I told Sand, and, and I said, you know, I got some antique jugs. Well, let me go, let's see what this. She goes, I don't need any. I got some. Went on into things. But I went over and I asked them what it was. And they had some Alabama stuff in there. And where the fellow said, uh, uh, he goes, uh, he goes, are you Alabama fan? I said, no, my, uh, you know, uh, my daughter-in-law's a, She's helped me. He goes, well, you ought to buy her these sheets. I said, well, I, I try to stay neutral, see, because I pastor a church. And, you know, I said, just like families, you, you know, if you, if you love one, you hate the other, and you can't, you got to, anyway. And when I said I pastored a church, the, the, the lady that was there, she said, uh, she said, uh, I really need you to pray for me. I said, I'd be glad to, honey. I said, anything specific? And then she told me specifically, you know, what it, what it was. And uh, so I just, I said, sure. So I just went over and I wrapped my arm around her and I prayed a very simple prayer. God would help her and give her favor and bless her. Give her grace 
Amen. Hallelujah. And I said, you know, now I know why I came over here. It wasn't to buy a jug. It was to talk to you. I went in and I told Sandy. She said, she said, what what happened? Did you buy it? I said, no. I said, they wanted too much for the jug. I said, but that wasn't the reason why I went over there. I thought it was. I said, but you know folks are hurting everywhere you go. Sometimes they just need, you know, that's what pastors do. I'm not anything, you know, I don't I make no bones about being you know, more than anything. A pastor is just like a spirit. It's a father you, you, you live with, you know. We have teachers and all that. Paul said, you have many teachers, he said, but you only have one spiritual father, not many fathers. You know, folks need to be fathered. Just love Don. Just saying it's going to be okay. It's going to be all right. Amen? This too shall pass. When you're loved by God, you can, and when you love God, you can overflow his love. It's free. Just Give it away. Just come out of you. The minute somebody puts a little demand on it, so folks need loving, it'll come out. Amen. Just be loving and kind. Don't try to correct them, you know, all that kind of stuff. You know, I mean, folks know if they've done right or wrong. They don't need you to tell them that. Just tell them everything's going to be all right because God's good. Because God's good. I'm going to be a witness, gentlemen, of the great, grace and the greater love of a father God. That's what we're here for. We're just to be a witness of that. Day in and day out. Nothing spectacular. You know, it's not all the big events, so you'll have memories of those, but they're not what really makes the difference. It's the everydayness. It's the, it's coming home to a dad. Even if he comes in late and and you had to wait supper on him all because he's been working, trying to provide for his family. Amen? But he's there every day. He's there at night. He's committed. He's a rock. He, he's, he's a post and a pillar that you can count on. He's going to be there. Amen? Love your, love your lady. Love your wives like that. You know, let, let that create a security for them, for your children. They're going to come home and have a happy home. We're going we're gonna to be a witness of happy lives. Happy dads, happy homes, happy lives. It's amazing to me how many times as a pastor, in order to talk people into living, I have to first talk them out of dying. It's amazing that you have to talk people into, uh, into living a happy life. You have to first talk them out of being unhappy. Because there's way more of that going on than there is. Isn't it amazing how, you know, you know, the sun can be uh, the sun can be shining, and you're like the little cartoon carrier where the black cloud comes and just rains on your parade, and everybody else is in the sunshine, but you, it's raining on your parade. I'm not making light that trouble happens. Trouble is, you know, uh, it's part of this life. Uh, you know, uh, it's going to happen. But I'll tell you, you can get to choose to be under it or over it. You get to choose whether it is the final say-so or there's something better than this. You get to choose whether you live on top or live way down on the bottom. You really do get to choose. You know, my, uh, Les and I were talking with coffee on the back porch that happiness is a choice. 
And I agreed with that, and I told her, I said, I believe it's also a journey. It's not a destination or an event. It's a journey. It's an ongoing, moving target in our life. And, it, and it's that way because of this. And I want to end with this. Everybody say, thank God. He's about to end. <laughs> Do you know what? Sometimes you just need to be, uh, you know, you just need to be uh, in the, you know, in what we would call that, uh, the grace, the anointing, whatever, however you want to say, in the, around people who have some stuff. Amen. Have some peace. Have some joy. Have some gladness. Have some it is going to be all right, because trust me, I know I've been through a bunch of stuff, and I'm going to tell you it's always worked out all right when you trust God. Sometimes you just need to be around that, because you're around all that other stuff all week long. Sometimes you just need to, need to come in, you know, and, and, and just sit and have some peace. The Bible says, the Bible says this. Paul started a lot of letters. He said, grace and peace be multiplied unto you. Grace and peace go together. There's a grace, a God enablement, a God empowerment, a thing that God does in us and then through us. There's an overflow. There'll always be an overflow when you come in here. And, it'll, and, and we won't be living separate lives. You'll get the overflow of the life that I've been living with God in leading you. You're following us as we follow the Lord. Follow some folks that have something to show for their life. Amen. Have some more God than you got. You know, I'm following people that I think, man, I'll tell you, I wish I knew God like that. I want to know God like that. I want that same measure of knowing and understanding of peace and joy and fulfillment and satisfaction in my life that I see. That's, thank God there's a witness that I know it's available. They're just like me. They're human. They're in the same world, paying the same gas price I'm paying. Having to cook their own food and all that kind of stuff, just like we do. Their witness is that, that, that there's a wonderful opportunity for more than where I'm at right, right now. Amen. But you know, when you get a little older, it isn't the bricks and sticks and stuff that thrill you so much anymore. It's the peace. It's the happiness. It's the being able to say, my goodness, look all around, see what God has done. Hold what God has done in your arms. Amen. Be able to hug what God has done. Be able to have... You know, God is happy. I'll say it one more time. You're going to get to choose to believe it or not believe it. God is happy. And you know, what brings him the greatest joy is that he goes, and I want to share that with you. I've always wanted to share that same happiness that I enjoy, I want you to enjoy it too. That's it. Solomon, the wisest man, richest man, wealthiest man, the Bible said wisdom, that you know, outshined everyone, never has been anyone as wise. Never. Ever. If God said there's never a king like him before or after, never. And that's the way it is. 
And you know what he said? He goes, I, I had the money to do it. I did everything I wanted to do. And he said, let me tell you what the end of that is. He goes, you need to be happy and enjoy God. Enjoy God. If this church could just enjoy God, the whole city would come. Amen. But the thing, most people are attracted to negativity. Most people are so used to, you, you know, but it takes a negative and a positive to have some power. You and I are the positive influence. We bring the positive into the negative. Now don't be silly and the people are crying and start laughing. You know, I mean love them. But speak some joy into their life. Speak some strength. Speak some help. Speak some, you know, tell them it's going to be okay. How do you know? Well, you need to know it's going to be okay because you're trusting God too. Amen. Be happy. Don't worry. <laughs> Let me read one more verse of scripture. And then we'll, uh, and then we'll be done. Isaiah, uh, yeah, Isaiah 43. Down around, uh, it's going to be down around verse 18 or so. It says, forget about, this is a message, Bible. you could put that up there, guys. It says, forget about what's happened. Don't keep going over old history. Be alert, be present. I'm about to do something brand new. It's bursting out. Don't you see it? There it is. I'm making a road to the desert, rivers in the badlands. Uh, I got some old things that, that when, I, when I keep going over old history and things like that, you know, uh, and some things that have happened. How many of you have had some things that have happened that uh, that just tries to keep repeating itself? And when it does, you know, it, it, it really doesn't make you too happy when you you live life doing that, right? You know what God's answer to that is? And there are, there are specific times, you know. I mean, I could pull this out every day because His mercies are new every day. It's a new day. This applies to everyday thing. But there are sometimes in God when there's a real shift in the season and not just from the spring to the summertime of 2019, but there's just this big change that's come, this shift, this change where God's doing something new. I mean, where God has just said, I'm going to do something new for you. I ha God always has the new for us, the new for you. The answer for forgetting about the old is going on, looking forward to the new that he, searching out the new that he has for us. And like it says, sometimes it's a completely new thing. There's a big change of position and so the perspective will change accordingly. That when God just decides, you know what? See, if you're faithful, you will be promoted. What is promotion in the kingdom of God? You live a little nearer. Everything's a little dearer. But you live a little closer with God. 
You live alert and awake and alive. Where, where, Sunday, where, where God is not just reserved for sitting in church on Sunday. Come on Wednesday, you'll go twice as far, twice as fast. But anyway, you know, God is not just reserved for, for, for a, a segmented, you know, short time in our lives. But, but you know, he's in my dreams. He, he instructs me during the nighttime seasons. He, he's in my every waking moment. He wakes me up in the morning. And I, and I hear him and listen to him. I mean, I just don't go out, you know, uh, run out the door on my way late again. But, you know, I actually, I actually can have, uh, make a little time. I made a space and a place to experience his grace. And, you know, somehow... You know, I didn't realize the, that the birds were praising him when they're singing them. I just irritated me before, you know. It's like, stupid bird. Well, he understands. He's smart enough to know it all came from God and it's all for God. He's just singing his happy song. He ain't worried. And you know, Jesus said, why don't you stop and just listen to him sing? He's not freaking out about gas and food and all that kind of stuff. I'm taking good care of him and he's happy. And you're just on your way to another day of misery. Well, eventually the life that we're to live has such a freedom from, from learning the truth about God is that, is that you are actually on top and having dominion and in control. And if you want to sit there for three hours, you just sit there for three hours and listen to God. Now God knows i got stuff to do. Sure, and He'll go ride with you. He's rode in the grain truck together with me before. God and me have split wood together before. God and me have done all kinds of things together before. Before because I wanted to do the day with him, not without him. I didn't want to just someday, you know, God, see you later. I got all this stuff to do. You know, I got to make a living. I got to take care of this or take care of that. I'm talking to dads right now. Now, let me tell you something. Now, show them a life that is lived well, that is lived with God all day long, all day strong. That it was God in the morning, God at noontime, and God when you had supper, and God when you laid down. God was in every thought. God was in every word. Some people get irritated with me because they get near me and I talk about God. <coughs> well, you know, I can talk about other stuff, but somehow when it's all from Him and for Him, you just can't help but talk about Him. Amen. Well, there are other things in life. Sure, there are other things in life besides God but remember all those other things came from God and therefore God and this thing isn't hard to do gentlemen it's not hard to do now religion is hard to do but reality and relationships not hard to do you just get up every day and say pop what are we going to do today? <gasps> That's so disrespectful <coughs> I know you don't believe in the Holy Ghost either so what difference do it make? Because the Bible says we have received a spirit of adoption. The work of the Holy Ghost is to convince you that you ought to say, you ought to call him Papa. You ought to say, he's my daddy, he's my Papa. What are we going to do today, Papa? You know, he's not some religious God figure that we call, you know, religiously, our Father 
who are in heaven. We could never really know you. No. He's our daddy. He's our pop. He's our papa. He always intended we would do the day together. How that thrills him when he's included in, in your day. That we, what we're doing, we're doing this great work. The greater work is that we're doing a work together with him. Amen. We're being a witness wherever we go. We're enjoying God. That's a novel idea. Amen. It makes religious people mad, but there are some folks that are looking for a reality. They're all around you. Your assignment, you're there for the people that want to know, not the people that don't want to know. I always had to sort through the people that didn't want to know on my way to finding the people that did want to know. And I always, you know, I've learned that I wish I had some of it to do over again because I'd go, that's all right, little green tomato. You just need to cook a while longer. You just need to stay out in the sun until you're done. Because you may not want to now, but I'm telling you, life at some point in time is going to hand it to you and you're going to have to find someone who's bigger than all this and that and you. And when you do, I want to tell you, there's a father that's been waiting for you all along. He loves you, amen. I want to pray for the fathers today. I wonder if anybody's here uh, uh, today before we get to them that you've never asked Jesus to be your Lord and Savior. Listen, happy starts with him. Some people think Jesus was sad, but you know the Bible says that God anointed him with the oil of gladness more than all of his brothers. Jesus was happy. They tried to make him mad and all that. He just, he just was happy doing the will of his father. He was on his way, had you in mind. You made him happy. He was happy to go to that cross. He was happy to die for you. He was happy to pay the price for you. He was happy to suffer. All hell had to offer. You know why? Because he was going to bring you into a relationship with God. He was going to make a way for you to come back to God. And he knew that God was happy and that God wanted to share that happiness with you. He enjoyed God. Father God. He enjoyed what God had called him to do. Some of you don't enjoy what you feel like God has called you to do. That somehow that that's just such a drudgery burden. The Bible says that his commandments are not burdensome. Must be you're marching to the beat of some other drum. Amen. I like what I'm doing. I love the life that God's put together for me. Amen. I don't particularly enjoy some aspects of it. You know, but hey, the good overshadows all the bad. Eventually the scale will tip if you'll stay with God. Well, the problem is that some of your wagon is too empty. You, got, you, you, you let the world load this one and, and, and you ought to just un, get your dump trailer, dump that stuff out and load up with God. Load the boat with more of the good stuff, with God. Get more, get more of God on your side than the other, and you'll be all right. You'll start to be happy. Feel like I'm beating a dead horse. I wish a horse would come back alive. Turn to your neighbor and say, it's all right. I give you permission. 
I'm giving you permission right now. Let's be real, real, real. Let's get authoritative with it. How about that? That'll make you feel good. We'll cover all the bases. In the name of Jesus, I give you permission to just be happy. Come on, do it with me. Turn to your neighbor. It's all right. They won't be. Say, I give you permission in the name of Jesus to just go on ahead and be happy. I give you permission to enjoy God. I I want to loose you right now according to the authority given to me by the Lord Jesus Christ. Whatever I bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever I loose on earth is loose. I'm going to loose you from all that unhappy. I'm going to loose you into... The happiness that God has for you. Say, be, say woman, be loosed. Man, be loosed. Boy, that ought to cover all the bases. We've been real spiritual here today. And be happy. Be happy in God. We're going to have a great year. We're going to have a great summer. We're going to find out all the... We're going to focus on the good stuff. We're going to be happier than we've ever been because God, this happy thing is a new thing. It's happy like you ain't never known it before. I mean, uh, some of you are striking the chord in your heart. I'm telling you, God has changed the game. I mean, God's got us in the bus on the way to summer camp. And He goes, where are we going? Don't worry, it'll be a happy place. What are we going to do? Don't worry, it'll be a happy time. Well, what's going to happen? Don't worry, it's going to be happiness everywhere you look. I want you to enjoy me. I want you to enjoy the life I've given you. I even want you to love your family. I want you to be happy with the wife of your youth. I want you to be happy with your grandchildren. I want you to be happy with the people at work. Oh, now, brother. Be happy that God sent them there and they're just enough like you were and maybe still are that you can actually be a witness to them. Because when you're looking at them, they are a reflection of that's who you were. Oh, they ain't nothing like me. Maybe not now, but think about how you was. Why do you think they can associate with you? Why do you think you rub them the wrong way? Because they know you're just, you're just a, you, they are irritated with their own selves. Amen. Instead of looking at them like the enemy, the enemy is the devil. God wants you to love them. You've got great grace to show a greater love to them and realize I was them. That was me. And if I really thought that was me, I would open up my mouth. And I wouldn't tell them they're going to hell. I would tell them, listen, hey, I'm happy about going to heaven. You want to come with me? (laughs) They'll come ask you, why'd you do that? You're pretty unconventional in your witnessing. The people I was around in my life, I mean, you had to be unconventional. They were rough. That was a language they understood. Amen. Their favorite finger was the middle one. They would salute you every day. I won't do it because I have a granddaughter that hurt her finger and everywhere she went. See my hurt finger? This one. People got a big kick out of it. Amen. She didn't know. (laughs) Praise God. Anyway, you're here today, you want to be saved. There's only one way to be saved. One name, Jesus.
Don't need to be sad about your sin. Listen, it's been dealt with. Be just sad enough to get glad about that he forgave them. Amen. He wants to love you with a greater love than ever before. There's a new thing, guys. Brand new day. Brand new thing. Brand new things to discover, to enjoy, to, to be a part of with God. Don't, for, don't earnestly remember. Forget about what has happened. See, some of you come in today and you're so weighted down. Pastor Ron's going to come. I, want, I need to pray a prayer for him. I want to pray for fathers first about this new thing. You know, uh, I made a lot of mistakes with my children. Thank God that they forgave me and gave me a chance to still have some choices with my grandchildren. I've made a lot of mistakes pastoring people with spiritual children. Amen. Thank God new people keep coming that don't know anything about how stupid I've been in my life. But I live long enough to realize that it's great grace and greater love. That's the message. That's the one I want to somehow tell you and somehow show you. Oh, how we need the help of the Holy Ghost. I want to I declare truth to you today. And I'm going to trust that he'll make that known to you. That you'll find a freedom out of that. Dads, if you're here today and, and, and you, need to, you need to forget about what has happened. You need a brand new start. That's exactly what the scripture says. A brand new thing, a brand new start, a fresh start, a new start. Is that possible in life? With God it is. The Bible says this life that's in Jesus is a new creation. It's a new beginning, a new start. And everything is new. Everything can be, you can start over. Like from last week, you just start over. You just start over again, anew, afresh. And you make it another way. There might be only one person here in this house today. The rest of you have had to endure all of this to get us to this place today. But you know what? If there was only one, that God would come. God would do all that he's done. He'd pay the light bill. He'd, he'd take me out of Vermont and, and, you know, all that kind of stuff and, and get us all together today for this moment if there was just one. And if you're that one, I want you to stand up. Uh, here and I'm going to pray a simple prayer over your dads today. You want, you're ready for something new. Yes. Ready to forget what's happened. Amen. I'm not just going to include dads. How about some, how about some other folks here? Because there's neither male nor female and the Bible says in the thing. Anybody else want to look forward to the new thing that God has for them? There's this sense in you. You know, you've been maybe crying out over the old, lamenting over the old, but I'm telling you today, I, I, I mean this with all of my heart. This is a, the, this, there's a transition taking place during the sixth month, the seventh month, to get us to the eighth month. There's a new thing, and it's starting to spring forth. God just simply wants to, wants to tell you about it before it happens, but it's going to take, it's going to come and take place in your life. You know, there's a grace for the place and the space. And there's a time frame where God is concerned, but there's a shift this summer. This is a great year and a great shift to take place in your life. Amen. Maybe it's just no more to move you out of the negative and into the positive. 
Maybe take you out of the valley and start you back up the hill and on the mountaintop. Maybe life has knocked you down, knocked the breath out of you, and you just you just need to, you know, you you just need to be able to breathe in, you know, breathe again and breathe anew. It's gonna be all right. Some of you know what exactly what I'm talking about today. I'm 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 not rambling on here. I'm, I'm creating a little time and a little space because it's funny that we'll just sit there sometimes. That all the natural things will will override a moment of real spirituality when we come to a place of choice for change. And we want to feel all these things. We We want to know all of these things. We want to understand everything. Sometimes we just need to get in the car. Let God take us where we couldn't go ourselves. Sometimes we just need to trust God to do for us. You know, see, religion loves to be in control. When we can't be in control, then oh my, 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 my. I can't lose control. Don't lose it. Give it. Hand it over. Give it to the one who is ultimately in control and will always do you good and do you right. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.